On this week's episode of Friend Code, we're going to be talking about the recently announced Paper Mario, The Origami King. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. This week, I'm joined by three very special guests. Uh, this is the first time in Friend Code, besides like our E3 specials, we're having more than two guests on the show. So this is a pretty big deal to me. Um, first off, we got uh, first-timer Stealth joining us. How's it going? Hey, thanks for having me on. This is going to be fun, talking about Paper Mario. Oh, yeah. Uh, Roger's Bass, how's it going, man? It's going good. I'm excited. I feel like it's been so long since I've been able to talk about Paper Mario. <laughs> and uh, I got some thoughts on this one, so I think we're going to good tonight. <laughs> you came to the right place. And uh, Ash Paulson, how, how are you holding up, man? I'm great. It's always a pleasure to be here. And I, too, am excited to talk about this because I uh, did not get to participate in Game Explains discussion about the Origami King. So this is perfect. Oof. There's a good reason, I promise. Okay. You know, I was in my post-Miku review zombie sleep. Oh, like, my my okay. Miku review went up at the same exact time. So I was sleeping for like, I was in such a deep sleep and I just slept through it. And that's a good point because this is a, a break for Nintendo from the direct format. This was just shadow dropped out of nowhere, a single game announcement. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just came out of nowhere. Trailer, release date. Here you go is Paper Mario. I kind of want to like, you know what? I, I want to start there. I want to start with like, how do you feel about Nintendo delivering it this way? And yeah, what were your like your initial impressions upon seeing the trailer? I mean, for me, I, I kind of like the warning just so I could plan for like doing live reactions and doing streams and things. But I mean, on the whole, it was really shocking to me waking up. I, I looked over at my phone and then saw New Paper Mario game, The Origami King. And I genuinely thought it was a troll. I thought it was, the, you know, one of those like fake Nintendo America accounts or whatever, tweeting yeah. out something about Paper Mario. And then I finally started watching it and went, oh my God, oh my God, this is a real Paper Mario game. I got to go record. So I ran off to the other room and sat down into my reaction. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do miss the direct format. I think there's something fun about waking up and knowing we're going to get all these big announcements. But also, if it's something like this that just gets shadow dropped, it's kind of like a fun little surprise, you know? Same. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I love the direct format as much as the next person, and I always want that to come back. But this is something different and kind of cool, and it's kind of fun to know, to find out about a game only two months before it's actually coming out. Like, yeah. it's not as though we have to, you know, wait six months to a year for this game. It's coming out in July, and I think that's really cool. My only ask is that they don't, release their next big trailer drop at the same exact time as an, or, and a review embargo of mine right. also drops. <laughs> That's my only ask of Nintendo <laughs> next time. Yeah. So can Nintendo be courteous and know everyone else's NDAs and embargoes? Please. Yeah, obviously. Well, Nintendo of course. knows our yeah. embargoes. If it's for a yeah. Nintendo game, they know what day that is. Yeah, happens. they right. probably do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it, it coming out of nowhere, but just real quick, a comment on that, since I don't want to like talk too much about, uh, I'm going to let you guys go to work on the Paper Mario impressions, but uh, I just hope they don't do this with like, a, this is a big announcement. I don't yeah. want to like be yeah. condescending to Paper Mario, but when they drop new Breath of the Wild stuff, it better be like at least a 24 hour <laughs> notice. Please don't shadow right. drop that at 6am in the morning on me. I'll be so, <laughs> no, I don't want to wake up and have everyone already talking about it and stuff. That was the thing. Yeah. Like you said, Roger. For yeah. sure. Well, yeah, and same thing for the the Smash character, presumably next month, the Arms right. character. I'd like to have a little oh, bit yes. of a warning 
to you know before we yeah. get hopefully Twintel and yeah. Smash. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh my God. I'm right there with yeah. you. Bro. Twintel or Min Min. Yeah. I'm good. Just give me. I yeah. we need girls. We need women in Smash. Agreed. And so I, Agreed. I I really badly want to see one of them. I think that is going to end up being like a mini kind of direct thing though. I think so. Even yeah. if it's from Sakurai's place, like even if he's in his own home office and he's showing off the character, I still feel like that's going to be something that's going to be in the same format as the previous characters. So yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll we'll get like at least a day. Um, and also, I also miss the direct and I feel like the Paper Mario game would have been like the very first game that they would have showed. Yes. It, it, would, it might not have been the last game, but it would have been the first big reveal. And then, and like Roger, you know, I, I saw people tweeting about it, and then you know they had like the Nintendo link, and I also thought this is this has to be a fake. Right. And then I saw the check mark of, of verified. I'm like, wait, this is actually happening. Um, and then yeah, because I mean they literally just dropped it on Twitter out of nowhere, um, and yeah, everyone just flipped out. But yeah, I, I as, as much as I like that the game is coming out in two months, I, I you know I don't want every game. To just be a shadow drop like that I, I do i would like some build up like just to some kind of tease that they have an announcement yeah one quick thing before we move into actual impressions about it uh there's a, there's like one or two people messaged me saying that they uh they had heard something about this possibly being part of an originally part of a, a mario direct that was supposed to happen like at the end mm. of april which was supposed yeah. to have like the mario maker 2 final update this announcement and something about that rumored Mario 35th anniversary collection. And because yeah. they're, they're not able to like, it's not as easy for them to put together a direct presentation anymore. They decided to like piecemeal it and just do them as individual announcements. So I wonder if, you know, if for something like, I wonder what they will judge as worthy of maybe having any kind of advance notice, or if they do think it's fine through the yeah. next few months, like no matter what it is, mm -hmm. they will just, Put it out the day they wanted to i think um, that that lego yeah. mario announcement was supposed to be part of that potential mario direct too because didn't the lego website mm -hmm. say oh as just announced in the nintendo direct and then took it down yeah, by the way. yeah for well, the uh 3d mario games they can't just shadow drop those no yeah. no <laughs> yeah please don't. people will flip out but you know it also may be about less what they want to do and more what they feasibly and safely yeah. can do amid mm, this pandemic for you know sure. that's just their hands may be tied here in terms of what is feasibly possible right now yeah yeah i mean you have to imagine the, the process i mean we've gotten a few insights into the process about how they do the direct presentations and like the lockdown policies they have on that it just seems like it's not as feasible to mm -hmm. do some of that with work from home stuff it seems like why it's more feasible for them to do individual teams because they can keep the things a little bit more secure that way and the less people that has to go through the more they can keep it because this wasn't there was we knew about a paper mario style game coming out but no details about i think no. like the name or no. what it was gonna look like this didn't come out at all so the, at least on that end they did a good job with that so i do want to ask you three about your impressions though because it seems like when every time we get a nintendo announcement in the last few months there's always uh the fans have a lot to say about a new games in the in the trailers and analyzing them stuff like that so i kind of want to start there and get your thoughts on what do you think about the origami king well i guess i'll i'll go ahead and start and just say that uh, i'll say the same thing i did on twitter which led to a surprisingly intense and hostile debate among some fans which was i'm cautiously optimistic i i want to be excited this looks like it's getting closer to the first two Paper Mario games in terms of mechanics and style, which is what I want. You know, the Thousand Year Door and 64 are my favorite Paper Mario games. And so I'm cautiously optimistic. I love Paper Mario, but 
like many people, I was personally at least burned on Sticker Star and to a lesser extent, Color Splash. Super Paper Mario rests somewhere in the middle. You know, I, I like it. I don't love it. But I had just, you know, it's like so many other fans. I've been wanting Paper Mario to return to that traditional JRPG style of, of battle mechanics and such for years now. And it seems like this might get half the way there. It might do its own kind of cool thing where it rests in a comfortable middle point between, you know, kind of the weird color splash style and the more traditional style from the first two games. So I'm not totally sold yet, but it's Paper Mario, so I'm going to play it no matter what. Right. I just don't want to go all in and be like, yeah, this is the return of Paper Mario that I want to see that I've wanted for so long and have it not end up being that because I, there are signs in the trailer that point both ways to me. So again, cautious optimism is kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's exactly where I am too. I mean, I had, I had said that in my video and there was one particular little reaction I did to the trailer where I saw the bob the little like fuseless bob and I screamed because I thought, oh my God, we're actually getting partners again. And then as the trailer sort of went on and I was talking to people about it, I realized, oh, maybe it's not really partners in the same way that I've always expected. And so I'm, I'm right there with you. I am absolutely in line with the cautious optimism. I think this has potential to be really, really good, but I could also see this falling in line with the other Paper Mario games that really like aren't for me. And much to what you just said too, is I feel like the original Paper Mario for N64 is one of my favorite games of all time. Like that, if, if you were to tell me what is a 10 out of 10 video game, that original game is a 10 out of 10 to me. And I, I really do feel like while I really did like Thousand Year Door, the entire series for me has sort of been like a downward trend with a little bit of a sort of like spike up in the right direction with Color Splash. I love the music and the art style and the visuals and everything. I think Color Splash was like, okay, but I think this is still more in line with what I want. And if I'm never gonna get another Paper Mario like 64 or Thousand Year Door, like I'm okay with it. If it's something that at least is rooted in those original things. And I think with what we see with the battle mechanics in the trailer, right, with the stage, like the theater and the round kind of thing, I think is cute. You see the audience, you're seeing partners, but again, it's not really like clear if they're with you all the time. There's a couple things there I still want to know more about, but on the whole, I, I think it could be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I was cautiously optimistic after watching the trailer, but that turned to optimism after going to the website which I feel like actually had a lot more um, information in terms of the story where we now know that like Bowser's with us and like a major part. And whenever Bowser's a part of a Mario RPG, the, the game is go going to be good. Um, we also got the first video of the battle system. Um, and also there was a little blurb about like the wacky partners being with us. And um, in the, I think it's like the Chinese trailer um, in one of the battle arena scenes you actually see your toad partner like with you in the battle and so we don't know exactly how that's that gonna be is he just gonna cheer you or is he gonna take part we don't really know yet but i was actually more optimistic going to the website and looking at like the chinese trailer versus the u.s trailer that we got um just because i felt like we got a little bit more on partners um and a little bit more on the story I'm glad you brought that up, too, because I was wondering about that when I was, like, looking for information in the morning, that apparently that trailer was taken down by Nintendo. And so I'm like, well, why would you not show that? That's what we yeah. all want to know. We want to find out about the battle system and partners. And so I, I'm wondering if that's something they're going to save for, like, another trailer next month, perhaps, or for maybe, like, a miniature Mario Direct to go more in-depth, but... Yeah, we'll see. And I think that is what gives me a bit of pause, just because you know Nintendo knows that's what people want to know. Yeah. That they know that's what longtime Paper Mario fans are looking to see. And the fact that they're not coming out of the gate and confirming, yeah, this is the return, to, at least somewhat, to those mechanics that a lot of you fans have been wanting, 
gives me a bit of pause. Yeah. Gives, yeah. I would think they'd want to lead with that to kind of, uh, you know, assuage any, fa- any fears that fans may have going into this game. At the same time, you know, I was uh, heartened by at least seeing enemies take actual HP damage in that yes. really narrow that yeah. okay like, at least we're not having you know color drain for minute enemies this time <laughs> proper hp damage is being taken Rubbing you know, on the so, wii u gamepad <laughs> yeah, exactly so it's definitely like i said it, it seems like a step in the right direction but i gotta say like I, I mentioned that debate that this led to on on my twitter like with fans and i was surprised by how many people at least you know who responded to me were like well paper mario never you know doesn't have to return to jrpg JRPG mechanics be good. I don't know why people are so obsessed with that. Yeah. Color Splash and Sticker Star are way better than people say they are. And I'm like, what bizarro dimension? I mean, I don't hate Color Splash. No. I mean, again, great visuals, great music. I pretty much loved everything about that game except the battle system. But the battle yeah. system was just garbo. I'm going to tell sorry. you why that happened to you, though, because it's why it happened okay. to me and I looked into it. Uh-huh. I think okay. the kids who grew up with sticker star sure. are now old enough to have Twitter accounts and have opinions. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's kind of what I figured it was. Yeah. I actually tweeted that too, because I really like super paper Mario. I, I didn't say that, Same. you know, color splash and uh, sticker star were amazing, but I said, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily fit into this box. Yeah. Um, and, you know, speaking of the battle system, and th- there's a lot of potential there because I counted and there's actually like 12 slices around the uh, circle. And, you know, imagine if, like there's some scene where Mario's like surrounded literally by enemies or there's a boss um, that takes up like half of the circle or just something crazy. There, there's a lot of crazy potential with this battle system that, you know, unfortunately they literally only gave us like three seconds in the trailer. Um, and I just don't think they did a great job there um, with just showing that off. Yeah. I will say real quick, it's uh, the situation we're in right now with uh, with the coronavirus pandemic is just unfortunate because if we had a normal E3 or a normal type of event, there's something like a Treehouse Live would be perfect for because we'd get sure, an yeah. extended demo sure. and gameplay yeah, gameplay demonstration of this and we would see these answers. It's just so, I, 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 yeah, yeah, as you said, you have to wonder, like Nintendo probably has to have some inkling that fans want to know the answers to these and they really is it really just hey we have something planned for june and we just wanted to save it to then or was it just like their things are so disrupted right now they didn't account for that like here's what we have and we, we could show but like we're so everything's just so focused on finishing the game we just just slipped through the cracks sorry we didn't know that but so, it's surprising they wouldn't like just like tweet out some details they answered that at least so i i i think it's a little interesting that they haven't one way or another confirmed or denied, you know, the partner thing. So, and and more of the battle deal. Like I saw like people want to see like experience return, like experience points is another big question. Right. See happen. Badges would be great, but that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was actually thanks to Game Explain that um, we, we got our first like look at the menu and there's weapons, there's items, yep. and then right. very small in the bottom right hand corner with using the plus button, there's gear. So I'm wondering if gear is badges or, or something like that. Hmm. Um, Possibly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. And, but, and even if it isn't called experience points or leveling up or whatever, I just want there to be a point to fighting again because right. in Color Splash and Sticker Star to a lesser degree, but especially Color Splash, there was literally no point in fighting. Like you were better off going out of your way to avoid any fight you could. And it just, every time you got into a fight, it felt like a waste of time. Yeah, you could you could level up your paint uh, capacity, but the game gave you so much more paint and coins than you ever needed. There's never really any need to level up that paint capacity. So yeah. regardless of whether it's called experience points, leveling up or whatever, I just want there to be some sort of, elements of character growth that that getting into battles and fighting 
makes a difference. Yeah. You know, powers up Mario in some way, like, you know, some sort of long-term character growth is really what I want to see return, regardless of what it's called. Yeah. For me, I, I guess it comes down to the partners, right? Is I think mm -hmm. that's the other big concern that I have looking at the trailer is that the partners for the most part look pretty generic comparatively. Yeah. Like I, it's cool that we got like a little origami Bowser that's folded super small that's apparently a party member or like a yeah. Magic Koopa or a Bowser Jr. or something or a fuseless bob -omb. But I think the fact that it's just like a shy guy, a Goomba, a Spike, as opposed to Bombettes or, you know, Lady Bo or like all the other yeah. really cool, interesting characters they have, or even like characters that aren't necessarily based on pre-existing Mario enemies, like Vivian from A Thousand Year Door. Like there's really cool things they could do. Um, and I'm, that I'm not really seeing right now. Yeah. Um, there, yeah. there are like some variations, like that toad that you brought up, Stealth, the, the explorer looking toad. So yeah. I want to know more about him. And I do think it's cute that like the bob -omb doesn't have a fuse. And so he's like a laid back, cool little bob -omb. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to see more stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I got more excited that Bowser Jr. was kind of like in the group of partners with the more generic ones. I was like, wow, Bowser, Bowser Jr. is a partner? Why wasn't that in the trailer? That, right. That's kind of cool, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, honestly, all they'd need to do for me, if they really don't want to go to the drawing board and design all new partners, just bring back Goombella. Goombella yeah, alone go. would sell Goombella. it for me. She's like the best partner. She's my favorite partner in any of the games. A cameo from Miss Moe's is what I want. That's what I want. Her nice. <laughs> Miss yep. Moe's a song from uh, DDR yeah. Mario or whatever, the remix of that. Oh, remix. right. Oh, so good. Yeah. And, and even I remember yeah. in Thousand Year Door, even Yoshi was kind of like a more generic yeah. enemy, but they made it cool because you could pick his color yep. and he had personality. So, you name him. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. And, but the thing that's giving me a little bit of hope is, you know, in like the art, we're seeing the generic toad. But in the video, in the screenshots, we're seeing like Explorer Toad. Right. So I'm wondering what that's all about. One, I have one last question about the, what you saw in the trailer before I move on to some questions from our patrons about uh, specific uh, sp uh, other thoughts you had. Um, the, the, there was two instances where they showed you uh, one in the, uh, the shoe mobile. I don't know. It wasn't, wasn't green, so it wasn't a Karibo shoe. It was something else, wasn't it? Um, and then like the ship like sailing around the ocean, like there was like islands or something like that. Um, something like that, you know, is that something more you'd want to see in Paper Mario and see them tap into that a little bit more? Or, how, yeah, how do, you, how do you feel about seeing those, those like, those scenes? Do you think it implied anything? Who knows? I mean, I can say, I will say, though, that, yeah. that that variety shown through that, that variety is one of my favorite parts of the trailer because yeah. you see a really cool mix of, like, linear 2D levels, and then you see these kind of open-world-esque you know, when the when you're in the the sand dunes and Mario's driving around in the buggy, that purple sand area, and then as you said, the sailing around the ocean. I think that's really cool. We haven't really seen something quite like that in Paper Mario before. We've seen like a version of it kind of with Super Paper Mario, but not quite the same thing. Yeah. And so I think it's kind of neat that we're going to be maybe playing through stages from different perspectives and all sorts of different gameplay styles. Again, you got the 2D style that we saw in Color Splash and Super Paper Mario, but then you've got this new free roaming type thing and who knows i'm sure those areas aren't going to be super huge but i would prefer that actually yeah. i'm not a huge fan of like impossibly big open worlds so sure. i love exploring but like i, I like it to be a you know a, a, an, an easy enough chunk of of area to explore instead of just going on and on and on yeah, i do wonder if it's going to be something similar to like the original paper mario games right like when you're going through the desert in paper mario 64 True. it's broken Dope. up into those like real cute little sections right yeah. where you're going between little areas and unlocking different things and finding different secrets and so i'd like to see something 
more along those lines. Like I'm right there with you. I don't think we need like these giant open world. I don't need an open yeah. world Super Mario game. I got enough mm-hmm. of those. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, so long as the RPG elements are there in some capacity, whatever else they're going to do with the gameplay, I'm cool with. You know, if they want to yeah, do something interesting actually, with the origami or yeah. Yeah, I was actually excited about that scene where uh, Mario was being chased by that giant boulder because it reminded me of that scene in the original Paper Mario with uh, Mario and a Colorado being yep. chased in the volcano. Oh, right. Uh-huh. That's a good point. I mean, it, it, it sparks some confidence that, like, maybe they're, like, tapping back into, like, the older games vibes a little bit there. And I think, like, what uh, was said, like, the variety. Just seeing a lot of variety in the trailer made me feel better about it and that uh, I, I'm, on the, I'm in the more optimistic, less cautious phase right now. I mean, I still have some doubts, obviously. But at the same time... Um, yeah, I, I do want the. I would love them to return back to like the older style, but at the same time, I think if they can just do everything well and do something new, there's nothing that should prevent them from. Hey, we don't have an RPG style battle system. I know that's what you really want, but at least try this out before you brand it as oh, it's horrible. This is the wrong direction yeah. and stuff like that. So I think the thing that instills the most confidence though has to be like the tone of the game so far, based on what we've seen. I think that's yeah. the thing to me, like right from the very beginning, where it's like creased and be reborn, like that. That yeah. feels yeah. to me like classic Paper Mario type stories as opposed to like, oh, here's your one little character that you have in Color Splash and all these cute little things. And again, the Paper Mario games, they're always well-written, always. But the the tone of the games has never really quite gotten back to those original like three. I would even say Super Paper Mario is sort of in line with Thousand Year Door and 64. Um, and so that I think more than anything else is what I'm excited for, because even if the battle system isn't my favorite, if I'm at least enjoying the story, cause it is an RPG at the end of the day, <laughs> like, I think that's the most important thing to me. Yeah. I was actually going to say that, that's, I think what's got me most excited is the tone and the dialogue and, and the character designs too, because even though we are seeing some generic looking potential partners and, and we're not going too far out of the core mushroom kingdom character designs, we do see from the villain and other certain characters throughout the trailer that there's definitely a kind of an almost darker vibe that we saw in Super Paper Mario and The Thousand Year Door. And I'm getting kind of from the story and the tone and the presentation, more than anything, I'm seeing Super Super Paper Mario. And I think that was the best part of Super Paper Mario. So if anything, that gets me really excited that they're maybe taking the best from Super Paper Mario and then maybe sprinkling in some of the best from other games in the series. Like again, just the graphics and the, and the visuals and the music, I think we can pretty much guarantee that it's going to be a a real looker and it's going to sound great kind of like color splash did so they might be cherry picking some of the best parts of each paper mario game not including sticker star because i'm not sure if there's anything you can take from that game (laughs) it's worth it but but all the others it seems like they could be maybe taking the best of of some of them all and but yeah presentationally i'm getting major super paper mario vibes and i love that yeah i agree um as i mentioned you know just kind of the fact that you know Peach is kind of on the villain side, and you know that right from the beginning. And Bowser is like your traveling companion. It's just going to lead to like super dialogue between you know Mario and Bowser. And you know, will Bowser ever get like his normal form in the game? You know that that's kind of what I'm curious about. Like, is he is he going to go back to normal? And um, and just the fact that the battle system doesn't seem to be resource based instantly, right. yeah. you know, makes it significantly better, I think, than what we've see- seen. So that's already like a major plus 
On, on the topic right. of you saying, when are we going to get Bowser back to normal? I bet you it's the final boss. Is yeah. He unfolds, Probably. and it's like, oh, you got Bowser as your actual party member. Oh, and everyone goes, how cool yeah. is this? So, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but like you just like you just said, Stealth, I mean, uh, you know, even if it doesn't take the form of specific JRPG mechanics, moving away from a resource-based battle system, and even just not having boss battles that, re that require you to guess what thing sticker or thing card yeah. you need to use at a specific part of the battle to even have a chance of winning. Like, that's just bad game design 101. And just not having that is a huge improvement to me, assuming it doesn't, and it doesn't look like it will. No. Yeah. Maybe you saying that right there, Ash. Made me just think of uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake and the Materia, not having the right Materia going into a battle and not having no way to change it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, sorry. I was like, hey, did you actually that criticism? <laughs> heard that before recently, haven't I? Oh, maybe there's... No, I'm just kidding. Oh, that uh, Hell House fight. That Hell House fight. On hard? <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. The Todd Berries? Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. I have some patron questions for you, for the three of you, uh, regarding Paper Mario, the Origami King. Um, some concerns, some of them have some concerns about what they saw. So I guess they want to know if you share those concerns or if you have a, you know, a way to, you know, address them. And our first one comes from a uh, calc pewter. The, or, uh, sorry, Origami King seems to be the latest in a string of criticisms by vocal fans on the internet about missing features or poor design in upcoming games. Many of these criticisms were patched in future updates, and most did not seem to hamper enjoyment or sales of these games in the long run. Does the panel think it is too soon to say whether Paper Mario the Origami King will be the thousand-year door successor some fans have been longing for? Do you have any advice for fans on how to try and keep an open mind about games before they are launched, especially from the perspective of reviewers who often learn details before the general public? Love and respect, Reagan. Hmm. That's a great question. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, Love is right. Calc Pewter. <laughs> I, I made up spacing error again. Sorry. No. Reagan's question's next. Sorry, Reagan. Okay. <laughs> um, that's a really good question. I would say that it's too early to say either way. I think yes. it's too early to say that it's going to be the thousand-year door uh, follow-up that so many people want. But I also think it's too early to say that it's not. I think I think it's important to keep an open mind in the sense that it doesn't have to be one or the other. As I said earlier, I think this game could settle into a nice middle ground yeah. between the two and be its own thing. And that's okay too. It doesn't have to be thousand year door two or bust, at least in my opinion. It can yeah. be its own cool thing and be a mix of, of the two extremes um, or just do its own cool thing. And I think it's important to keep an open mind about that being okay too. Yeah, and I think if it does become its own thing and it's enjoyable, right? If this becomes the new standard for the series moving forward, great. You know, if, if they found like some new way to deal with the gameplay and the story, and this is just how the Paper Mario games are gonna be from now on, I think that's totally fine to set a new standard. Um, to hit on the second thing that someone brought up, which is like, oh, taking criticisms and how reviewers should handle things and stuff. My advice to everybody, this is especially prevalent within the anime community. I'm sure you know this, Damiani, we've talked about this before. And I brought this up on Twitter the day that this Paper Mario thing happened, is don't allow games, especially not games that haven't come out yet, to become so, such a part of your personality that you become personally offended when someone doesn't like the thing that you like. Like, I, I saw a lot of people who were upset that people were at all even being remotely critical about this trailer, but they should just be like, oh, you're, you're getting a new Paper Mario game, like, have an open mind. No, 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 you can, you can absolutely be critical about something without being, like, over the top, just, like, hating on yeah. it, right? I think there, there is absolutely yeah. a middle ground. And I think more often than not, there are things where either people really fall on the spectrum of loving something or hating something. And 
especially nowadays, I think don't want to have like a discussion about it. And I think if it's something like Paper Mario, no, there's there's definitely a middle ground that can be had. There's something where you can be optimistic and look forward to the game, but still have some concerns about where the game is going and the direction that the series is going as well. So, Yeah, yeah. the uh, trailer was a minute. So it's definitely far too soon to say what this game's going to be when it's probably going to be a 40-hour game. Um, you know, it's just way too soon. And yeah, in terms of... Uh, People complaining on the internet, um, I'm shocked that people take <laughs> right? it too far. You know, it's never happened before. Never, um, especially not for Nintendo games. I mean, it's, especially it's... not for Nintendo games. There seems to be a yeah. controversy with every single one of them um, for, for, for one reason or another. But yeah, I mean, it, it very well might not be a copy of Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, or the original where, you know, you have set six chapters and you have to find something at the end of the chapter and you get a party member. It might not be like that. And that's okay if it's good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we just don't know that yet. Yeah. I mean, all of your points is like a great thing. I think it's great advice to people to take. Also, another thing to consider is that, uh, well, every new entry in a series from Nintendo with the Switch hasn't been a radical departure from previous installments. A lot of these new entries to their mainline franchises have tried out new things here and there. And this could be like the next one in the line is Paper Mario might be trying to do something a little bit new um, that might become like that potentially might be well received. And I think they've been mostly on the mark this generation with the Switch with a lot of things that start where they tried start dating all the way back to like the most radical, I think, was Breath of the Wild, like doing okay. things so different. But, you know, doing smaller things and other entries has paid off just as well, I think. I think, unfortunately, another aspect here with the Origami King that's maybe making it, uh, it, it people are putting it under even more of a magnifying glass than they normally would is the fact that Alpha Dream, unfortunately, recently mm. went bankrupt. So we right. know now that we're not getting any more traditional style Mario and Luigi games, even if the, the, the series, unfortunately, did kind of take a nosedive after Dream Team. Um, but, you know, people know that now. We don't have an alternative outlet yeah. for Mario RPGs. So I think people are depending on the Origami King, either fairly or unfairly, even more to be that traditional style Mario RPG that we haven't gotten since Mario and Luigi Paper Jam in terms of original new games, and that wasn't really that good. So I do think that there's maybe unfairly or unfairly more pressure yeah. on the Origami King to deliver on that front. For sure, and I do wonder on Nintendo's perspective, right, if they're like, well, we don't need to continue to make, even with Alpha Dream gone even too, it's like obviously still have the rights to Mario and Luigi. If they want to make one, they could make one. But I am wondering if, if they're sort of introducing more of the RPG elements back into Paper Mario to be like, this is our mainline Mario RPG series moving forward. Like we're not yeah. going to have two separate series. It's going to be this one. Um, or if they are still going to make Mario and Luigi, and then like you said, you know, the game comes out, it doesn't have all those RPG elements, and maybe they're saving that kind of stuff for that series. I'm, I'm really not sure, and I think, you know, only time will tell. Yeah, to uh, piggyback on what Ash said, um, we also know that, you know, a kind of a skeleton crew of intelligent systems went to work on Fire Emblem with Koei Tecmo. Yes. But the majority of the company was working on this game. Um, so I think people have extremely high expectations that they've been working on this game for maybe two years, over two years. Um, like the majority of the company. So I, I think, you know, there's a big expectation for them to deliver, especially after Fire Emblem, which was so good. Right. Oh, I think, you know, and, and you're bringing up Fire Emblem, I think it's a good point that goes back to Damiani's point too about this generation in general, right? Is that you've got things like Breath of the Wild and Odyssey and Xenoblade and Fire Emblem, and they all sort of feel like return to form games while doing their own thing. And I think that's really what I want from Paper Mario more than anything else. Again, even if it's not like one-to-one -one cut and dry, no pun intended, the same <laughs> as the old Paper Mario games, I think that that's okay. 
so long as, like you said, Stealth, it's enjoyable. So long as yeah. it's fun. If the game is fun, I don't care what the mechanics are going to be. If I'm having a good time and the story's interesting and the writing's great and the music's good and the graphics are obviously beautiful, then I think we're in for a good time. Yeah, and like it's always it's been Nintendo's mo. They yeah. never settle for just revisiting something that's been done before. Even, if it, even that's what fans want. They know it's what everyone's wants. So let's just make it like a sequel. It's literally the same thing. They 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 always like to put some kind of quirk or some gameplay hook in there that separates it. That that's that, that's just what they do. And so I, I I mean that's why I think I'm also a little bit more optimistic. Is that I, I, I got good vibes from this. And like, as you said, Stealth, when I was made aware that this was what intelligent systems had been working on, primarily the core of their team, I was like, they have like done, they, they do great work and I trust them. And I think I, I, I will wait, I definitely wait and see what they have and give them a fair shake. And I, I feel good about it for sure. Yeah, they, they, they don't ignore criticism and they, and they see feedback. And, and the fact that it doesn't look like there's resources in there, you know, shows that. Um, they, they, they saw the blowback for that. And, um, you know, I, I do think that they're, they're aiming to kind of have it be more of a middle ground between what they've been doing and what fans are expecting, but making it different. I would say with Fire Emblem too, I mean, that's such a good example yeah. of a good middle ground, right? Is you yeah. had Awakening that brought all these new fans into the right. series. Fates, which was very divisive. A lot of people didn't like the direction that Fates went in. I personally loved it, but it was what it was. And then Three Houses, right, came out and it really was that like nice middle ground, right? You had that really difficult gameplay that people were craving, but it still had like a lot of the relationship mechanics it, with tea time and everything like that that people were craving from you know, awakening with fate. So I, I do feel like right. if that's what they're doing with this and it's like the middle ground Paper Mario, great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this next question, I did say we're going to ask the next question from Reagan, so I will read it, but I didn't realize that you, you, the three of you pretty much already talked about this, the, the, the character design, especially like the partner mm -hmm. design, you already talked about this. So uh, Reagan's question was, my big concern with Origami King when looking back at previous Paper Mario entries is the character design, specifically with the, uh, with who look like to be our partners in the game does it bother you that like it bothers me that so far they look very plain and lacking personality like the ones from paper mario 64 thousand year door uh, it would be strange to me if they just used the base looks of mario enemies for characters in the games or is it something not worth freaking out of over in your opinion love and respect so we did really we kind of touch upon it i don't know if anyone wants to say one more thing about that or if you feel like you're pretty good on that um i mean yeah, i mean I Go ahead. I can go for it. Uh, I, I can go. Oh, I, I was just going to say, you know, despite what, you know, I, I agree that the, some of the character designs may look a little generic, and that's possible, and that would be a shame if so, in my opinion. But you, you use the words freak out. I don't think anything about video games is worth freaking out exactly of. you know that's exactly. like I, I i think it's important <laughs> to keep an open mind that even if not every aspect of this game is exactly what we all hope it might be or yeah. whatever you know i don't think it's worth freaking out it's still probably going to give you a good time if they can nail the gameplay aspects of the it. only time so, anyone should ever freak out is when sakurai announces every character's coming back to smash bros yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> perfectly <laughs> well i should say freak out in a negative way freaking out in a good way yeah. Yeah. but like you know i don't think it's worth getting angry about it. i mean right, it does right. seem as though unfortunately the origami king there is a chance it may suffer from that miyamoto effect sure. where wants to have those generic mushroom kingdom only based character designs and i yeah. hope that's not the case and we have seen evidence to the contrary with like the villain and such right and uh, the, the partner or like the companion character that follows mario around in this game so we've seen yeah. you know some evidence to the contrary but i would say even if it does turn out that the vast majority of the characters are that base mushroom kingdom design 
keep an open mind, as we've been saying the whole time. Yeah. And uh, I want to go back to that Bob-omb partner. Um, we, we've seen a bunch of screenshots where, like, he's very animated, and we've seen some of his dialogue, and, and he just seems like this, like, suave bob um, And even though he's generic, if the writing is super good, you're not necessarily going to pay attention to what color the bob is or if the bob has a mustache right, or a right. top hat or, or whatever. Um, you know, if, he, if it's well-written and, you know, there's a reason why, you know, you have a companion – um, I, I don't think it necessarily matters all that much, um, but yeah. Then you know we're talking about partners in a Paper Mario game. There's no reason to flip out. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I mean that's a great point. Uh, I was gonna laugh because I think Roger might know about this too. Uh, for people who are like really into anime and stuff, you know, yeah. trying to design very flashy, ca- catchy <laughs> characters doesn't always equate to good characters. No, no. very true. <laughs> but the writing's not there. I won't name any names. It's fine. This isn't an anime podcast. This is a Nintendo yeah. one. So I'll wait for a different friend code at a different time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next, co- uh, sorry, our next question comes from Matthew. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome, guest fan of your content thank you very much as someone who enjoyed color splash but maintains the first two paper mario games as my favorites i was pleasantly surprised with the origami king announcement it appears to continue what color splash did in terms of presentation but at the same time has some hints of more traditional style turn-based battles with some kind of stage gimmick system in place i liked what i saw and i had the game on pre-order I know that partners is something that many people are curious about, and I know for Roger, it's probably the main thing holding you back on pure excitement. From what little we have seen, I think there will be characters that join you over the journey, but I think they may not be as in-depth as the first two games. I was thinking that maybe you will run into a new character every uh, chapter, and they will play a part of that story. You might use their unique abilities to solve puzzles, and perhaps they are kind of involved in a battle in some way, but they don't gain any new abilities or level up. They help you just for that chapter, and then you move on to the next. So would that be something you'd be interested in, uh, those come-and-go partners that are only there temporarily? That's uh, so tough. I need to just see how the game does it. Like, I need to see how the game pulls it off. I really don't know. I mean, I, again, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think the game looks good, right? But it's it's just one of those things, right, where it's not a Paper Mario to me without those partners having good personalities. And I think... The thing Stealth just brought up is the most important thing, which is the writing and the personality these characters are given, right? I I think maybe they are moving in a direction where the generic enemies are sort of becoming more like mainline characters, right? We got the introduction of Piranha Plant in Smash Bros. Maybe there's something along those lines, right? Maybe they want to give like a generic Bob-omb a personality and then have that be like a mainline character moving forward. That's how the Bob-omb acts. Great, like I'm cool with that. but so long as it makes sense within the story, like I certainly would not like the partners to be relegated to a means to solve a puzzle, like per chapter. I would like it where it's something where once you get a partner, you can use that partner and their special ability in battle throughout the rest of the game, similar to the partners in most other RPGs, right? Where even if the partner's not with you and not present within the story, if there's someone you can call upon, maybe through the gear that was mentioned in that Game Explained video, like I think that'd be awesome, right? Like I would love to see that type of inclusion, but um yeah it's just i have to i have to play the game to see i really don't know so long as they make it enjoyable then (laughs) it's so hard to say because on on paper that doesn't sound as interesting but if they do it right and and the focus is on really good writing and characterization that may also work but i think also part of the appeal with partners is that you feel as though you're going on this grand journey with these partners you pick up along the way and by the end you feel like you've you know journeyed with all of them for this grand adventure and you've right. you've gotten you know familiar with them and and they're just 
part of your party. I just don't, I don't think there's as much, at least on paper, as much appeal there if they're one and done, they enter for a chapter, then exit, and you don't hear from them again. I think there's some appeal in having them with you for the long term, which is the point of so many RPGs, right? Right. Yeah, it reminds me of Super Paper Mario, where um, you would get like the pixel enemy. You 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 would get your pixel partners, where like in the be- in the very beginning when you got them, you know, you'd have like a dialogue or a conversation or something interesting. But then after that, you'd never hear from them or see them again, unless you wanted to switch them out for a puzzle or something. Right. And then that's kind of what I don't want. That that that's like the worst case scenario, where you know you had like I think eight partners in uh, and not counting like Luigi, Peach, and Bowser, but like your eight like pixel partners, right. and um, you would just use them for puzzles and that was it and they had a personality right as you met them but then after that you never heard from them again um so that's kind of what i'd be i would be worried about but you know again looking at some of the screenshots of the bomb how animated he was and some of the cool funny dialogue um i, I am thinking they're going to take it you know more in a way where they do have personalities at least for I, that I'm, chapter. I'm so glad you brought up the pixel partners too because that was the other thing is yeah. that, that would have been so much more enjoyable if they were just mario characters instead of weird little geometric shapes like i, I yeah. liked what they were trying to go for but at the same time it's like bro this is a mario game like where are my mario characters so yeah I, if it is something along those lines again if the gameplay is good enough and utilizes them in an interesting way i'm fine um but that certainly is not my preference Good stuff. Our next question comes from Morgan. Dear panel, will Nintendo try to integrate origami instructions or even collectible packaged origami papers for do-it-yourself paper folding? Nintendo has a history with interactive products. This would align pretty well with the game at little cost to Nintendo. Your thoughts? No, that's actually a... See, this is a Switch box? You take out the paper in the switch box, and this has an origami pattern on it. That's what they'll do. Watch. Yeah. Come back to me in July. That's what they're <laughs> going to do with the box art. I didn't really think about that until just this moment. But, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely what they're going to do is they're going to have some kind of foldable, you know, peach that you can do or something. Even if it's just something you download off the website or something. I'm sure they'll do something. Yes. I mean, like the, yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. The main website, like their like the nice uh, landing site they made for it. I'm expecting there to be like a tab added at some point that says like print out, you know, your own things like yeah. that. So yeah. for sure. Yeah. And not uh, that they we... would ever do it for a single game like this, but yeah. I do feel like there's some sort of point here to be made that there could be a labo kit, like an origami labo kit that would yes. work really well with this yeah. game, but they're yes. not gonna do that for just this game, of course. Yeah, or even if there's like a collector's edition for this game and there's some kind of like origami peach amiibo i don't even know if they still make amiibo but if there's something like that or mm. it'd be like a collector's item it'd be cute yeah they've done paper amiibos before because the cereal box was an amiibo you remember that when they had the super mario cereal and you cut off the little back yeah that's yeah. right so they can actually yeah. do that if they want to re-release the mario <laughs> cereal they can have a paper mario cereal and you cut out the back and it's an amiibo yeah <laughs> i love it <laughs> um our next question comes from Alan. Hey team, considering that Thousand Year Door is my favorite game of all time, I'm very excited by a proper new Paper Mario RPG. However, the ring battle system seems really lame. In the very limited chance we got to see it, the rotating mechanic requires the battlefield to be zoomed way out so that we can have an overhead view of the arena, which means I'm going to be starting at a large, staring at a largely empty screen with little characters bouncing around. Half the fun of the original Paper Mario games was the interactions the characters would have with each other, the enemies, the stage, and the audience. 
done to perfection during the rock hawk fight nice shout out there <laughs> i cannot nice. see a scenario where the uh, where that intimate flavor of combat is going to be incorporated here please i'd appreciate a pep talk love and respect I'd say the audience thing at the very least, I could be like, you could look forward to that because we saw that in the trailer. And again, I think we talked about this before during this conversation, but it is somewhat still rooted in like the idea of being on a stage for your battles in Paper Mario, right? It's, it's just a theater in the yeah. round. If you're familiar at all with theater, it's what it is. I mean, it's a round stage in the middle and there's an audience surrounding it. So I'm sure there will be some type of audience interaction there. And even from the little bit that you see from the trailer, you could see like the audience, at least at the very least reacting to things. Um, so I'd be shocked if there wasn't some type of mechanic that involved them at some point. Yeah, I mean, and I'll say this, like the I, the ring aspect of the battle system is the one part that gives me a little pause. I'm not sure if it might kind of get in the way of the rest of the proceedings, but it does seem as though to me, again, not that we've seen that much of it, but it does seem as though to me that that overhead view is really only when you're adjusting the ring. Yeah. When, when you start actually fighting, it takes kind of more of a traditional side view closer up to the characters, presumably. And, and based on, like I'm looking at the trailer right now, and as Mario's hopping from boo to boo, and they're taking HP damage, that's a regular side view that's mm. more up close and intimate with all the characters in the battle. So I really do think that that overhead view is only when you're adjusting the ring. And that may be the first thing you see in every battle, but I do think that even if that's not your jam, like that's a fairly minor thing to have to worry about if that's the only part of each fight that is that overhead kind of zoomed out view. And that's kind of what I'm thinking is the case so far. Yeah, and as I mentioned before, you know, the ring system has a lot of potential, you know, in terms of, like, enemies completely surrounding you or, you know, creative puzzle boss battles where you have to, like, shift certain parts in different directions or and, – and really, we only literally saw Goombas, like, the very first probably enemies right. that you're going to fight. <laughs> we literally haven't seen anything else. Um, and, you know, Nintendo said this is going to be very strategic and very puzzle-based, so I'm sure – they're just going to come up with some crazy ideas for for how to do that, um, you know. So it's way too early to uh, poo poo the uh, ring based battle system. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's obvious you need you need to be able to zoom out that far to process all that because, as you said, stealth. They're probably going to do some crazy thing yeah. with that where you need to have all the information by looking at everything. But as Ash pointed out, and like the little bit we've been able to see when you actually engage in like a like one of the rows or pizza slices, I guess, uh, is that it does zoom in and get a little bit more intimate. So I think is wait and see what that balance is. And, you know, maybe they even have an option about like at the fault start like zoomed in or something and, and until you want to zoom out or something. I, I don't know. You know. Like just wait and see for sure. Our next question comes from Corey. Dear guest, um, we see a DK and Samus helmet in the trailer. Any chance talk about this at some point? <laughs> any chance these are gonna be summons in the game? And if so, what other Nintendo IP would you want to see become a summon? <laughs> Someone I mean, else take this all, first. all of the above. I mean, is <laughs> yeah. there, I think better question is: yeah. Is there yeah. any Nintendo IP you wouldn't want yeah. to see as a summon? Yeah. I mean, right. you know, who's gonna turn down any of them? I guess right. the implication of what they mean by being in there. There was a fun speculation going around about what, yeah. uh, especially the how involved the Samus sequence was. Sure. You know? I mean that. Right. So there were like the early rumors about the Paper Mario game on Switch that were paired with the rumor of a 2D Metroid game coming to Switch this year, right? And then there were other rumors where people were saying there's apparently another big holiday game that we don't know about yet that's not the Mario remasters that are rumored. And so like everything does kind of line up where it'd be like, well, maybe the, the game this holiday is going to be a 2D Metroid game. 
Um, but I am not holding my breath that that's at all what this was teasing or like that this is teasing that we're going to get Metroid Prime 4 news soon or something. Like, I think that's the last thing on Nintendo's mind right now is <laughs> right. You know, figuring that out. Yeah. We're going month by month at this point. We got Xenoblade. We got Clubhouse games. We've got Paper Mario. Like, there's things that are planned every month moving forward. And so, yeah, I don't necessarily think that was like a full-on tease that we're going to get information soon. But like Ash said, I mean, who would turn down having like a summonable Samus paper mache origami thing that can fight alongside you? Like, of course I would want that. Are you kidding me? Of course. Yeah, I'll say I mean, this. I, oh, go ahead. No, I think it's like more along the lines of a fun Easter egg where, you know, you go behind the curtain in certain Mario games and you become like the Sprite Mario. Like, it's just kind of like a fun goof. Um, and, you know, especially thinking about like why necessarily would intelligence systems want to promote a Metroid game that they necessarily aren't working on unless they were told by Nintendo to do the trailer that mm. way. Um, it just, I, I don't know. Um, it just seemed like a fun kind of thing that, oh, wow, you know, there's Metroid, you know, it just, it, it brings conversation to it. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I don't think. in Mario RPG yeah. Yeah. Nintendo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's yeah. kind of like the yeah. same yeah. thing. Yeah. I'll say this, if we're talking about, you know, summoning characters from different Nintendo IPs, the Rhythm Heaven series visuals are already really flat. So I want to see a wrestler mask, like a wrestler mm-hmm. from Rhythm Heaven mm-hmm. Fever that you can summon yes. and do yes. some sort of, yeah, yeah. Well, Time to attack with true? rhythm, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'd like to see it pay off like that. Hey, maybe all those uh, spirits I got in Smash Brothers will become summons and no, well, actually, Well, hold on. So, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, that, okay. You can't have me on or have any of us on and mention Smash Bros and then not drop something. Right. Yeah. I, I want to bring this up, especially because we saw the arms looking thing in this trailer where like he has super long, stretchy paper arms. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying Paper Mario is going to be the arms rep, obviously, but, but what I'm saying is that I think now more than ever, I believe we could be getting Paper Mario as a DLC fighter in Smash Bros. Because I, I was thinking back to like what they might be wanting to do with Fighter Pass 2 and maybe introducing more first party characters because the majority of that first Fighter Pass was third parties outside of Violet. Um, and even then, that was sort of like a no-brainer. Like, of course, we're going to get another Fire Emblem character. This happens every <laughs> game. Um, but I, I do wonder if, you know, we've got a Paper Mario game coming out. There's already a Paper Mario stage. They could do a stage like the Origami Castle or something and make Paper Mario a playable character. I'd be curious. Like, do you guys think that's maybe more of a possibility now than there ever was before for him being included as one of the next upcoming fighters in Fighter Pass 2? Yeah, I think so. Um, especially at the very least, we're going to get a Spirit Board event with different Paper Mario characters. That's right. like a, a bare minimum of, yes. of what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely Paper Mario would be like a completely different character than regular Mario. Like it wouldn't even be like a clone situation. Right. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I do think you could cre- come up with a good stage, excellent music. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely think that's a possibility. I do think there's a bigger possibility of that now more than ever. If there's ever, if it was, if it was going to happen, this is the chance, the time exactly. it's going to happen. However, I do agree with you, Stealth, that, that no matter what, we're going to get a spirit board event. And I yeah. personally, I kind of still don't see it happening. I, I admit that this is the biggest chance there will ever be probably until the next game, but I, there are already so many Mario reps right. and to have <laughs> another version. I mean, there's yeah. Mario, there's Luigi, there's Wario already to have another you know, obviously Luigi and Wario are Mario, but to have another version of Mario on top of all that might feel like 
I don't know. I just, I just don't know if they're going to go in that direction. Mm. Like, but then again, nobody knows how Sakurai and Nintendo think <laughs> other than true. Sakurai and yeah. Nintendo. So who knows? <laughs> um, I personally still don't think it's going to happen. I think we'll probably get a spirit board event mm. and yeah. that's probably it. But if it is going to happen, this is the time for it to happen. So who knows? Yeah. I won't say no to the possibility either. Uh, yeah, definitely possible. Our next question comes from Chris. Hi, everyone. With the, with the cycle that intelligent systems moves on from Advance Wars and Pushmo because of how much more money Fire Emblem made, will we see a shift in priority if Paper Mario outs outsells Three Houses? We've already seen Three Houses work with a skeleton percentage of the staff. Will the main roster again move on to richer pastures? I don't think so. I mean, Fire Emblem is one of Nintendo's A-list IPs now. Right. I mean, it's, it's made yeah. such a huge rebound. Nobody disputes how incredibly successful Fire Emblem is for Nintendo. They're not going to pivot from Fire Emblem to make more Paper Mario games. If anything, they'll just keep doing both. But yeah. I don't think Fire Emblem's ever in any danger at this point. And I think no. we had a discussion about this on Friend Code BQ before quarantine <laughs> during the uh, the DLC <laughs> conversation, Damiani, where we were talking about, you know, the Asha Wolves and mm -hmm. what the Fire Emblem team might be working on next. Like, to me, and I think Stealth also agrees with me on this, too, we're probably going to get a remake game. Like, there were yeah. rumors of yeah. there being another remake game uh, a while yeah. ago, and there's a lot of games that they could pull from. They could do genealogy, right? There's any number of things they could do for Switch. Um, and I do sort of feel like Fire Emblem is becoming one of those series, much like Pokemon, where it's iterative, where you've get, you're going to get a new one, and then a remake game, and then a new one. Um, and with a system like the Switch, right, where three houses are already success, I would not be surprised if the next thing Intelligent Systems is working on is, like, a remake game of Fire Emblem. Yeah, and, and let's also say that uh, Fire Emblem Heroes is Nintendo's most popular mobile game significantly. Like, yes, it's, exactly. it's brought in yeah. more revenue than all of their other mobile games combined. So Fire Emblem, like, isn't going out of their consciousness, you know, no. it, it's there. Um, yeah, just, even just the mobile game. But yeah, I agree with Roger that um, they're probably going to be working on a remake. I'm not sure if they're going to necessarily bring back on Koei Tecmo to handle most of it, um, you know, but yeah, Fire Emblem... Intelligence systems are so big, they have multiple teams. Um, I think it, it, Advance Wars is a, kind of a different case because Advance Wars Days of Rune on DS didn't sell that well. Um, so they kind of put that on the back burner um, to focus on Fire Emblem. Um, and now Fire Emblem is selling well. So I, I, if, if you have two series that sell well, that's a good problem to have for a yeah. studio. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and I will say this, on top of all that, this is completely anecdotal. I'm not, you know, confirming some crazy piece of news or anything, but I still remember when I went to go uh, preview Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valentia, like I went to San Francisco to preview it and get hands on time with it. Um, some Nintendo rep, I don't know who it was, said something that gave me the impression that they were planning out Fire Emblem Echoes as a series. Right, of like a sub-series, exactly. Yeah, exactly. and I don't know if maybe those plans were scuttled. I don't know. Who knows if that was the case. Maybe they didn't even mean to, to imply that. But I always got the sense that that was the case and that yeah. they would do another remake along that line. So yeah. I agree with you guys. It seems to me that they would probably do a remake next. I, I gotta say though, I would not turn down an Advance Wars, man. Like I love <laughs> that series. Also, it's a crying shame Days of Ruin was not more successful because that game is just phenomenal. <laughs> I loved everything about it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I, Intelligent Systems, didn't they also make Codename Steam? So did, I feel yep. like maybe yeah, they're, yeah. Maybe they're um, less likely to work on new things right now after, <laughs> after yeah. what Codename Steam became, so. We'll see. I mean, It'd be a shame, Paper though. I mean, I'd love to see them work on more new IPs. You know, I think that team is so talented. Yeah. So, 
and Paper Mario and Fire Emblem are, are both million sellers. So, yeah. um, you know, just for the simple fact of diversification, you know, you don't want to necessarily bury one um, if they're both selling crazy, which yeah. they are. Yeah, it feels like we. I mean, I'm pretty sure this is correct. We've only gotten a Paper Mario entry once per platform i think we haven't gotten two on the same platform whereas fire emblem has appeared there have been multiple fire emblems on the same platform and i think going by that i mean it's never good to just like take precedent with it when it comes to nintendo and apply that uh, towards like future speculation seeing how many times that has backfired on a lot of people but if it's only information to go on is that pattern is that i would feel safe that like the uh, origami king will probably be the only paper mario on for switch right now whether you know if they make a switch two or something you know they'll follow up with that whereas i can see another a fire emblem remake and possibly another brand new fire emblem coming out on switch before they move on like one a year yeah yeah and i you know i'll even add on to that just if we're you know going to go pie in the sky with this if origami king does well and i expect it to i wouldn't be surprised to see the next paper mario games i don't think there's going to be another new original paper mario game on switch but what's stopping them from remaking the Thousand Year Door for those fans who may not quite have that being scratched <laughs> Don't by do this to me, King? I know, I know. But I mean, you know what? There, that, there's that whole hashtag remake Thousand Year right, Door. I right, mean, right, they yeah. have to know there's there's desire for that. And if the Origami King does end up being its own thing, hey, maybe we'll yeah. maybe they'll throw us a bone. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we saw true. remakes of the Mario and Luigi games on 3DS. We saw a bunch of them. That's right. So why, That's right. You know, even though that was handled by intelligent systems, there, there's literally nothing from stopping Nintendo from, you know, bringing Thousand Year Door to the eShop, and that'll shoot right to number one literally yeah. the day oh it's released. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. do this. Something <laughs> simple as that. I hear you. Great to have, for sure. Yeah. This makes too much sense, though. Uh. <laughs> I have one more uh, uh, Paper Mario RPG related question before uh, we have uh, this one or two uh, general Q&A questions we'll move on to. This is from uh, John of the Future. Hey, everybody. Every time there's a mention of Paper Mario, Mario Luigi, Damiani will inevitably bring up Super Mario RPG and wish for a true sequel. What's the possibility of that happening with modern Square Enix? Who do you see working on it? Could it ever live up to your expectations? Love and respect. <laughs> there is not a chance. Don't hold your breath. That's I mean, what I'm saying to that. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Actually, there, there, there's a small chance because, you know, Malo and Gino are spirits um, in, huh? in, in, in Smash Brothers. Of course, you're bringing it back to Smash um, Stealth. I'm liking I'm, this. I'm, Come on. I'm bringing it back to Bring Smash. Bring it back, baby. Come on. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I, I would say the relationship that Nintendo has with Square is probably as good as it's been since the SNES days. Hmm. Maybe even better with how much yeah. content Square is putting on the platform. And, you know, there might be like a, a small door that can be opened for that. And who would I want to work on that? Team Asano. The, the Bravely Default team, yes. the Octopath team. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that's them. Whew. But I, I'm not saying it's likely, but, you know, they're, they're, I just feel like the relationship that Nintendo has with Square is, is as good, if not better, than it's been since the SNES when they actually worked on that. And literally right after Super Mario RPG, you know, it, things just fell apart for the relationship. Yeah. I guess I'll say this. I don't expect it at all. But for me, that kind of falls into that really weird limbo of the same thing. I, I'll say the same thing about, I would say, Sora getting into Smash. It both it both seems like the most likely thing and the least likely thing yes. at the same time yeah. in a weird way. It makes so much sense because so many people want it that it seems inevitable. But at the same time, it seems like it's also just not going to happen because yeah. of, yeah. you know, because of company red tape and 
and rights issues. And so yeah. I don't expect it, but at the same time, I weirdly wouldn't be surprised if it actually, by some miracle, did happen. I, I will say all, what all, likely... all bets are off if Gino comes to smash. All bets oh, are off. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, that's smash, for sure. That is for sure. <laughs> I will say, though, what, what does seem likely is I could see them re-releasing Mario RPG on the Super Nintendo um, online system thing on Switch. Yeah. Because that, that's still not on there, correct me if I'm wrong. It's not. Yeah. No. So, I mean, I could see them eventually putting that on there. Um, yeah. But in terms of like a Mario RPG 2, I mean, also correct me if I'm wrong on this, wasn't Paper Mario initially Mario RPG yeah. 2? Like when it was first it was. revealed in yeah. Watch or whatever and uh, Nintendo Power, they said, oh, no, this is Mario RPG 2. So who knows? Yeah. I always, I mean, I, I want to see a Super Mario RPG 2. I really do. I think the one issue, like while the most likely candidate, as you said, Stealth, like Team Asano would probably be who could work on it. I think, and people probably be very satisfied with a, a product, the, the, whatever came out of that partnership and then that game. I think there's this there's bigger expectations, I think, because when that game was originally announced back in the day, it had so much, you know, grandeur about it. It was like, mm. this, like this amazing collaboration, this amazing crossover. I think to do it justice, they would have to make such a big deal about it that it would, the scope and scale of it would go beyond what they could probably handle. It would probably have to bring in more involvement. It'd probably turn into something way more elaborate. And it'd probably never see the light of day because it gets so convoluted and stuff. It would just like it. Right. I mean, Square X's big team's already so tied up with stuff right now. And I, I just don't think they have anywhere to squeeze it in that, <laughs> yeah, it'd be a weird thing. So, like, it's nice. I, I always keep dreaming about it. I'll keep wishing for it. But at the same time, I, I understand yeah. it's probably never going to happen. Here's what I'm hearing, Damiani. I'm hearing that we're getting Super Mario RPG Remake Project directed by Tetsuya Nomura, part one coming out 2022, and every part is after that for the next three yeah. or four you're years. getting Toriyama to come back and do all new illustrations and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, on that note, though, I mean, considering it took Square Enix as long as it did to get around to remaking, you know, one of their very, their most popular successful games of all time, I don't see how this could. I don't see how they could fit this in. But I will say that if it were to some somehow happen, my one ask slash demand is that Yoko Shimomura come back as yes. composer for it. Yes, this is the yes, one yes. thing I want. Hundred yeah. percent. This yes. is like the the same thing when I, I, I got it confused for a second, but I was alluding to uh, also Chrono Trigger. Like why revisiting OG Chrono Trigger and stuff like <laughs> the same Trigger thing in the Octopath Traveler engine because bro, of like the, right? the, the games. Oh my god, uh, I love that. I mean, that would be great, but like expectations for like and when people want like a new Chrono Trigger, it's just like. Like, you, you understand how yeah. ridiculous it's going to be to put together, uh, yeah. like, Fantasy Remake. Look at what Fantasy Remake is taking. That's yeah. all being internally developed. Imagine having to bring in, like, a hair touring almost. Yeah, but I feel like there's a middle so. ground with that because, you know, Trials of Mana was remade, and that wasn't big. Um, you know, right. so I feel like, you know, there, there's a way to hype the game, but, like, have expectations. Like, this isn't going to be, like, a 4K, you know, Geno you know, looks like a human, you know, he looks like Pinocchio, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not gonna look that good. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think we all agree, like, it's not gonna happen. But, you know, the relationship between the two companies is as good as it's ever been. And if it were, like, I feel like it's somewhat within the realm of possibility now, like, it wasn't even within the realm of possibility before. But mm. now, like, you know, Nintendo was partnering, partnering with Koei and all these other companies. And, you know, they're, they're, they're partnering with Square on a bunch of games. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like, their IPs as well to develop yeah. our original games with their IPs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Very, yeah. It does and, very good with these relationships, I would say. 
And but, as far as Chrono Trigger goes, we are going to get a port of the Steam version on Switch ooh. for twenty four ninety nine, and we're going to like it. I'm, I'm that's what they're going to do. There day one, I'm downloading it. On oh, same. It. I don't care. I'm, I'll pay I'll it, it. whatever. Yeah. But that's what they're going to do. You I know that. Know. And they'll yeah. shoot right to number one on the eShop. We all yeah. know it. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely exactly. Will. It absolutely yeah. will. I mean, I think at this point, I mean, a uh, successor would be awesome. But I think I would also love them to dream big, like just have like some kind of Nintendo slash Square Enix collaboration, like go and go beyond Mario. Go go insane! Mm-hmm. Like you had Smash Bros for fighting games. Like maybe you have this collaboration for art, an RPG game. Like go insane! I That'd mean, you have crazy. Kingdom Hearts oh, already dude. with yeah. Disney and Square Enix. Like Nintendo Square Enix. You know, maybe more. I don't That'd know. Like dr- like dream big. I would say like you know make big deals out of some of the stuff. Don't just like limit yourself to like one franchise. You know. I mean, the story, such as it is, of World of Light from Smash Ultimate sells itself for an RPG. Every Absolutely. Nintendo world is getting you know overtaken by this cosmic entity so you have to go to every nintendo world and every nintendo hero has to that that sells itself are you kidding that, me yeah 20 uh, year development cycle here we go <laughs> uh i have some questions for us uh not related to paper mario from uh some of the people in our community from our patrons the first one comes from andrew hey panel what do you think will be the impact of nintendo's release schedule due to covid19 more importantly, do you think Breath of the Wild 2 has any chance of coming out this year? No. No way. It didn't before COVID. It certainly yeah. doesn't after COVID. Yeah, that was never going to be this year. Yeah, in my I, I, th- I think maybe they were aiming for holiday, like, like you know, internally, but they were never going to yeah. say that. Um, but now, yeah, I mean, I, I think most developers are, have been affected. And, and the very fact that Paper Mario was announced in a tweet, you know, mean, it means that, yeah. you know, it, it was – all the other deve- all the other possible games in a direct were affected, yeah. so they just dropped it. Um, you know, so yeah, I definitely think that the reviews that their schedule will probably probably be affected. But um, to Nintendo's uh, benefit, Switch is hotter than it's ever been. Like literally, like you can't right. find it in Japan, you can't find it in many places in the U.S. Yep. It's literally like selling like record numbers um, monthly, like holiday numbers in April and May. Um, yeah, so the, you know the good news is even if some games are delayed, Switch is selling like crazy no matter what. Yeah, and they yeah, have that, the benefit too of having the um, you know they have like DLC for Smash, DLC for Pokemon, DLC for all these really big titles going on right now. Is they don't really I think need this giant release schedule this year, right? If that rumor is true and we are actually getting Mario remasters or remakes as part of like some collection. That's insane. That's going to sell itself. When it comes to this holiday, right, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are being cautious with money, and you've got these two giant new systems coming out this year. You've got a PS5, you've got this new Xbox. They're all going to be very expensive, and I think little Timmy is just going to want a video game console, and his grandma is going to go to the store, and they still haven't even dropped the price of the original Switch. If they drop the price to like 200 bucks this holiday, or not even 200 it's 300 still, isn't it? They could drop it to 250 They could drop it to 250 this holiday, bundle in like a Mario 3D World yeah. port or something, and it would sell gangbusters. Like, I really yeah. don't think they need anything else. And, you know, going back to what you guys were talking about with Breath of the Wild, too, I feel like internally, I would say they were probably aiming for like spring of next year. Like that's what I was thinking. Your anniversary of, of Zelda, and I think now I don't expect it until holiday next year. Um, maybe alongside like a Metroid Prime Four, but even then, we know nothing about that. So that might be like early twenty twenty two or later. I really, I have no idea. Um, but again, considering the way that they keep promoting some of the games that are still like 
more like platforms, right? Like Animal Crossing and Smash and Pokemon. I think if they do things like this, like a Paper Mario or a 2D Metroid or more like smaller franchises, and then on top of that, include things like those remake remaster collections or whatever, they've got plenty of stuff to go around. Yeah. So. And, well, and, uh, and on... Good. Uh, we uh, forget like, Animal Crossing hasn't even been out. A, it hasn't even had a holiday season yet. Right. Um, and, right. you know, you, you lower the price to maybe uh, the Switch Lite to like $100 or whatever, something crazy, like 120 or, or whatever it would be. It's going to fly up the shelves. Yeah. Well, and they still, you know, they also have a number of Wii U ports they haven't done yet, including 3D World, that they can position for 95% of Switch's audience as yes. completely new games. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, Hardly anybody had a Wii U, so 3D World is going to be a completely new game for the vast majority yeah. of people who are playing it on Switch. I mean, there's and a lot of people say who say that yeah. with Mario Kart, right? Is there's a lot of people who are like, "Oh, this is my first HD Mario Kart." It's like, well, actually, there's exactly. a system beforehand. And <laughs> you can also do that for younger players who have a Switch who didn't have a Wii U, who never got to play yep. Wind Waker HD, Twilight Princess HD, to say nothing of the original versions of those games. So they've got all these Wii U ports they can do that they can position as new games to the vast majority of their user base on Switch. And then for the rest of us, they've got Smash DLC, as you guys said, and Animal Crossing DLC, Pokemon DLC. And even though we don't know the rest of their projects for the rest of the the year, I think it's safe to say they've got at least one or two more games coming that are new and that we're not going to know what the hell they are until they say something about them, like the Origami King. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, that uh, Pikmin 3 Deluxe rumor is true. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Or, yeah. yeah, especially if that leads into a Pikmin 4 or the announcement at the very least by the end of the year of a Pikmin 4. Um, yeah, I just I want to see all of it. I, there's so many Wii U games, like you said, that could still be ported. I'd be happy with like a Xenoblade X port, but I just don't think that's happening this year with the Definitive Edition coming out. Um, we know also Monolith Soft is working on a new IP, so literally yeah. at any point within the next, like, the rest of the year, right. they could just drop a trailer for that, and that could potentially come out this year. Because I'm assuming that the team working on Definitive Edition is not the same team that's been working on that new IP since the closing mm-hmm. of development Most of Xenoblade it, 2. It is so, not. Yeah. In uh, right. Famitsu, um, it was mentioned that uh, production team one, one team is working on the new IP, the other team is working on was working on Xenoblade, and then they had a third team that was working on both. Wow. And so. Now yeah. that Xenoblade's done, that third team, like the whole team is probably going to go to that new IP. So we can see that at any time. Yeah. Well, on top Plus, of that, too, I'm sure some of them are going to Breath of the Wild, too, as well, because oh, yeah. Yeah. Soft has always worked on the Zelda games. So, yeah. Plus, we don't know what, if anything, Mercury Steam is working on at the moment. And they right. could yeah. be working on some 2D Metroid for Switch. Who knows? <gasps> or Gretzo. Metroid Remake? Or, Metroid 5. Yeah. Or Gretzo. Metroid 5. Yeah. Oh, Metroid Gretzo. 5. Metroid Dread. Oh, finally. Back, back from the Dread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I think Grezzo's working on a new port of a... Of a Zelda game? Oh, I, I think hope so. Oh, I'm sure. I think an Oracle yeah. game is getting yeah. next. Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. Oh, my God, what if they're... Oh, an Oracle game? That would be I crazy. I think that's absolutely <laughs> what they're working on. Oh, oh. Wow. Or what if they're working on a port of Link Between Worlds or something? Link's Awakening Switch outsold the original Link's Awakening. It'll probably, by the end of the year, outsell combined... I mean, at some point, outsell combined DX and OG. So... Wow. It's... It's definitely revisit that. Not to get too off tangent, Link's Awakening was so good. Like it that, was. It that Switch was so good. Far better than I ever actually expected. I went back and I replayed it a couple days ago, which is why that happened to be the box that I pulled up when we were talking mm, about nice. Nora yeah, and everything. But 
man, I just like, I forgot how good that game was. I think it came out at a weird time where we had a really busy end of the year last year where a lot of things were sort of coming out. And I played through it on stream and almost like forgot the fact that I had played through the entire thing. <laughs> and so now yeah. I'm playing again on my own. And it's just, it's so charming. And yeah, if, like you said, Grezzo is maybe remaking uh, one of the Oracle games in that engine. That'd be incredible. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think the point is that Nintendo has like a lot of like different teams, like how Labs, like they've been working on a Kirby um, for a couple years now. Um, so they, they have a lot of teams that are working on things, but like unlike other studios, Nintendo doesn't like tease like what, what they're working on other than what Monolith Soft did, which isn't normal. Yeah. Um, so like I'm sure like internally they have a huge list of games and to us, like it doesn't seem like they have much. For sure. Yeah, good points all around. And yeah, there is do this situation. I think whatever is just ready to go, we'll have a short lead time and they'll just bring it out. As we said, Ash, you're probably right. There's probably at least one or two games we don't know about that are still gonna hit this year yeah. for sure. Oh yeah. And and one of them is totally a new rhythm heaven game, obviously. Oh please. Please, 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 please. I have some uh I have a few uncles who told me that's definitely on the docket. <laughs> nice, awesome, <laughs> nice. Uh uh, we have uh, one last question and one comment after this last question uh, actually is about Smash Brothers and uh, you're talking about like some of these games being kind of like presented as platforms like Animal Crossing um, this question from Mo Grant hey allies uh, Maximilian dude uh, posted a video last week talking about Smash Bros Ultimate and how the series is currently in a golden era due to the amount of characters and support the game is re uh, getting and how there's very little chance that any future Smash Bros game will get this level of supporting content. He then goes on to say that going forward he would prefer if Nintendo turned it into a live service game and just continue to develop for and support Smash Ultimate instead of creating a new Smash title. Even going so far as to say Nintendo could turn it into a free-to-play game at some point for their next console and just charge for character packs. He doesn't go on to admit that's something that Nintendo probably will never do. Right. Uh, <laughs> while I'm not sure how I feel about a live service version of Ultimate, I am curious as to how Nintendo handles this franchise going forward, as I agree if they do release a new Smash title, it'll be extremely hard to even match, much less surpass, what Ultimate has accomplished. Uh, which is why I pose the question to you, allies. How should Nintendo handle Smash once the final fighter passes out? Should they just continue to support Ultimate perpetually, or do you think that they should release a new Smash title whenever they put out their new system? As always, keep up the great work, love, and respect. Mm. I think Smash, great Smash is in a weird situation, right? Where I feel like I would love for them to just continue with Ultimate as the platform so they don't have to keep renegotiating for these characters so that like the ones that are in there are now always in there. Um, but I, I truly believe that after this, we're never getting another one like this again. I think we're gonna get like a full ground up reboot. I think Sakurai yeah. is much like Oda in the sense where Ichiro Oda, the guy who writes One Piece, right? has said for years like, oh, I'm Goda. close to the ending, of course. I'm close to the ending. Oh yeah, we're almost done. There's, I'm never doing anything else again. And then he ends up doing like all this awesome stuff. And Sakurai's known to do the same thing, right? He said this about Melee. He's like, yeah, I think after Melee, I think I'm done with the Smash series. And then yeah. went on to do Brawl, yeah. went on to do you know, Smash 4 Ultimate. So I think we can probably expect that he's gonna wanna keep going with Smash, but I think if he's ever meant it when he said it, this is the time that he means it. And I think 
a full yeah. reboot of the series where maybe you give new movesets to like Mario and Samus yeah. and Link and the characters that have played the same since the original game. Um, if they do something maybe on that end, they could then open the door for like a new producer and a new director and really have a new team working on the game to give it sort of like this new fresh life. The only issue with that is that now they've set up all these amazing characters and all the stuff that's an ultimate where truly it is the ultimate Smash game. I don't truly understand how they could ever make one that's bigger than this ever again. I don't, I don't think they can. Yeah. I agree with all of that. And I completely agree with Maximilian when he, when, when he says, I just want them to keep porting ultimate and just yeah. working, adding to yeah. ultimate on console after console. For me, there's just no way you can go up from ultimate. I'm not against a different director rebooting the series down the line, but yeah. I can't say I want it either. I mean, to me, there's no question that Ultimate, aside from its miracle roster, and let's be clear, it is a miracle, miracle roster. roster. We have Joker and it's not even, in the same game as Banjo. Like, and the same what? game as Cloud. And the same Cloud. game as Mega Man. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, I just, I don't see where you go, go up from that. And I think that no matter what, and I do agree with you, Roger, that Sakurai is serious when he says legally to continue doing this game after game is impossible. Yeah. I don't see how you're not going to disappoint a ton of people. I mean, you even know out there that somebody's going to be pissed if they remove Dark Pit. Somebody out there is going to be upset oh, yeah. if Dark Pit gets cut. No matter who gets cut, you're going to piss off a wide swath of your fan base, or at least a swath of it. And if if it were legally possible, my choice would be to just keep Ultimate being the standard for system after system. I think it's the best in the series gameplay-wise. I think yeah. it easily has the widest appeal in terms of its roster, the stages. I mean... I just don't, I don't see any better future for Smash other than Ultimate just getting ported from, from console to console. But realistically, I don't think that can legally happen yeah. with, you know, at least, you know, because of the third party characters. So, you know, I'm bracing myself for when Smash 6 happens years down the line. Mega Man's going to be gone. So is Cloud. Maybe even Sonic. Mega Man's so not going to be gone. Mega, I, I, I feel you very don't think so? No, no, no. I feel very confident that, like, there are a couple third parties that now are never going anywhere. I think Sonic is Fair. like okay. forever going to be in Smash Maybe, now. Like okay. there's no doubt. And I think Mega Man is kind of one of those characters. And I would actually say Ryu is one of them too. I think Ryu, the true, introduction true. of having Street Fighter in Smash really was this big. Yeah. And Terry too. In what world would SNK yeah. not be like, yes, put Terry in everything, please promote our well, games. Well, I think so. more where I was going with that is I'm just wondering if Nintendo would want to position a Smash reboot as refocusing on uh, Nintendo characters only, not uh, sure, not being sure. able to get them legally, yeah, sure. but just keep it back to Nintendo again. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree with what everyone said. And right after um, Ultimate was announced, Sakurai said, you know, the only reason why Ultimate exists is because I was able to get my same team at Namco back. Um, who knows if, yeah. Yeah. The, you know, he can keep the Namco team on retainer for the next 20 years, you know. We don't really know that. And by the end of the DLC, there's going to be like 88 characters. 88 characters. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> That's um, just, yeah. And, and like, tw and like uh, 15 of them or more than that are third party characters that they're going to have to renegotiate. Um, it's just, it's just not sustainable, you know, let alone the hundred stages, the thousand music tracks, the thousand, you know, pieces of artwork. Um, it's just like, you know, I would, it's funny because Street Fighter announced their fifth uh, year of um, season. And even with like the five years that Street Fighter Five have been supported, it doesn't have the content that Smash Ultimate has. No. Um, yeah. So it's like, how can you keep going with that? Um, will Nintendo do the live model? No, they're not going to do that. No. Um, there's just no, there's, there's just not them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they are in a tough spot where they're, they're 
like many other fighting games that have character cuts, it's 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 going to happen to Smash Brothers, and it and it has happened in other Smash games where characters have been cut yeah. for various reasons. But it's yeah. going to be very severe. But if you position it like every character, like Mario, is going to have a completely new move set, um, people will be a lot more forgiving, I yes. think. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, there's just no way. I mean, there's 88 characters. It's not like a Dragon Ball Z game or a One Piece game. Right. It's 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 just insane. Um, there's just no game like that. So, Stealth, have you met the Smash community? Do you truly believe that people are going to be forgiving just because Mario gets a new move set? That's well, true. Right. After, after, after I said that, I, I couldn't even. I almost well, laughed because I knowing, couldn't. Knowing yeah. the Smash community, I think if you position it where they all have new move sets and it's like, oh, it plays just like yeah. Melee. I think they'll be yeah. forgiving of it. I think that's one thing that yeah, if there's anything true. that's more vocal than the people who don't want anything cut from Smash yeah. Bros, it's the people who still play Melee in 2020. Yeah. And, and <laughs> that's such I a forgot. narrow part of the community, though. That like, represents like yeah. a 28th of the community. That's but what's hard. That goes back to what this question was about, though, right? Is that if they maybe continue yeah. porting Smash Ultimate and just continue to ha maybe add characters to the yeah. game and have this as one and then sort of reboot the franchise and have like a hardcore sort of version of it, right? We've seen this with Street Fighter before. Right. There have been different iterations of Street Fighter going at the same time. So why not yeah. do the same thing with Smash? Yeah, I, I do want a Smash Brothers Ultimate Deluxe when all the DLC is done, <laughs> so it's all in one cart. So like whenever the Switch servers go down someday, like it's there. And you know, if we have our old Switches and we can get the game online, you know, at least we'll, we'll have those memories of it. That'd be great. Um, yeah, and also one, 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 one last thing. Uh, Sakurai did mention, like, and this was the first time he mentioned it, after every Smash game, he says he's going to quit. Um, this was the first time where he said, like, yeah, I understand the importance of what I'm doing. Um, and, you know, I will do, I will prioritize Smash Brothers over everything. Mm. So I, I think he'll continue to work on it, um, you know, indefinitely. God, I love that, yeah. man. I, I think I think the TLDR <laughs> version of all our answers is enjoy this while it's happening yes, because yes. it's not going to last forever and we are truly Maximilian's right we are truly in the golden age of Smash and that video and really is awesome while if we're you guys here. haven't watched it like yeah, yeah I highly it. recommend it it's a really really Great. good video I think there's one way to get uh, people excited about a new Smash it has good online oh they can, they hey, do that. you know what yeah. can't argue with that that's true yeah. uh the, i mean no matter what yes you're, you're right there'll, there'll be an inevitable split in yeah. uh the fan base again i i foresee ultimate becoming the the melee like people will not let it go it will not yeah. be let go of for like probably 20 yeah. plus years yeah yeah that yeah. roster you, yeah, no one's gonna let that go yeah no yeah for sure uh, this is a question is a remark from uh, Straw Hat Ninja, uh, our final uh, patron submission. Greetings, all-star panel. I just wanted to say welcome back to Roger and Ash. Roger, I loved your Soccer Wars <laughs> playthrough. It was a uh -oh. joy to watch. <laughs> Ash, I'm so glad you have been back on the podcast recently. You always bring great perspective that's missing when you aren't there. Stealth, thank you for being so positive, especially on Twitter. You're the one who broke the Trails of Cold Steel 4 announcement for me, and that has been my long, my long most anticipated game. Uh, no questions has already went long enough, then I wanted to say I enjoy all of your work and keep doing what you're doing. Love and respect. How nice. Thank you, Strahan. Thank you very much. Kindness yeah. on the yeah. internet. And back at you, Strawhead Ninja, I always recognize your name in our own patron questions on the GX podcast. So thank you for being, you know, such a staunch supporter of us and of Easy Allies because we really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, 
Thank you so much, the four, uh, four, uh, the three of you for joining me. Uh, <laughs> including uh, you. Fourth guest back here. Yeah. Uh, actually, the funny thing was uh, I, w- I was trying to get a, uh, another ally, Ben Moore, on here oh, since he okay. is a huge Paper nice. Mario fan. Um, but he is still busy actually finishing up our uh, Easy Ally Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition review. Uh, so he had to focus on that. So if you're any of our people in the community wondering why Ben wasn't on there, he's just really, really busy. He needs is loves Xenoblade, loves it a lot. <laughs> wants to put a lot of effort into that review. So yeah, look for that coming out uh, very shortly, I would assume. Um, but yeah, thank you for the three of you for joining me. Um, this is going to be it for the episode of uh, Friend Code. But uh, I wanted to start. Uh, I want to let you all, uh, if you're working on anything, or if you want to let people know uh, what you're up to. Uh, uh, yeah, like start with stealth. Uh, anything you want to say? Yeah, um, you know, people know me on Twitter, uh, and they can follow me uh, at Stealth40K. I also started streaming um, in same name, Stealth40K, so I hope people uh, join me. Nice, yeah. Glad you uh, are joining uh, the, the, the Twitch community and stuff like yeah. that. It's a, it's a fun thing to do. Uh, what about you, Roger? Sure. Uh, you can find me everywhere at Roger's Base on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch, and on Instagram. I am currently working on three different playthroughs right now with Bug Fables, the Bioshock Collection, and Xenoblade. And I'm uploading a full one-hour video, which is a cut-down of my full 18-hour playthrough of Sakura Wars. So down to one hour. So if you are at all nice. interested in that game at all, or have never heard anything about Sakura Wars, I highly suggest checking out that video. And of course, thanks so much for having me. It's always a blast. So... <laughs> Uh, and, and Ash, what do you got? Uh, well, you can always find me on Twitter and Instagram at my name, Ash Paulson. That's A-S-H-P-A-U-L-S-E-N. You can always find me on Game Explain. Not quite as frequently lately because it isn't my full-time job. However, in terms of my work, I'm actually working with a new outfit called Yeetainment TV that we're doing some pretty, pretty cool stuff over there. Kind of a new entertainment platform we're trying to launch and get off the ground. So look us up, check out kind of the, some of the cool stuff we do, but I'll, you know, always game explain and you can find me on Twitter, you know, follow me on Twitter and uh, we'll talk about video game music and dogs and smash and all sorts of cool stuff. So, and I actually do uh, intend to start doing more with my own YouTube channel, uh, hopefully at some point soon as well. Nice. So uh, you can also find me on YouTube at Ash Paulson. There's not a whole lot there right now, but I do want to do more and I'm going to try to start streaming more and such. So keep an eye out for that. Some. Well, again, thank you, all three of you, for joining me, um, giving up thank some you. time on yeah, your, uh, your Wednesday evening. This was evening. fun. This yeah. Was fu- yeah, I was really glad I get the, the three of you together to talk about this. Uh, I was expecting maybe one or two of you to say yes, but all three said yes, like, we're doing this. I'm, I'm, what I'm, else I'm, are we going to do? Hey, yeah, was, what else are we going to do? <laughs> always in. I'm always happy to be here. You know that. So thank you. Uh, thank you to all of our patrons who submitted uh, questions for consideration for this episode of Friend Code. Uh, if you'd like to submit questions for consideration for a future episode of Friend Code, uh, you got to be a $5 and up patron on patreon.com slash easy allies. Also, if you're a $5 uh, patron, you're part of the Easy Allies Early Access tier. You get uh, episodes of our shows and some of our podcasts a little bit early. So thank you for those of you who support us in that way. Um, and for those of you who will be watching this uh, or watching this live on Friday or after Friday when it went public on YouTube, thank you for supporting the show in your own way like that. Very much love and respect for that. We also have some shout outs for May 2020. So thank you to these patrons, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Toby Crawford, L. Thanis Blue, and Jesse Blue. Shout out. That is going to do it for this episode. So thank you, everyone, once again. And until next time, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye. Bye.